Welcome to another episode of Long Distance Short, GiftBasketsOvercease.com's podcast, where we talk to real people about the triumphs and tribulations in all kinds of long-distance relationships. Your host is Allie Winters, an international gift consultant who's found success in her own long-distance romances and friendships. Today's topic is all about internet scams and scammers. Our guests are Margaret Crow and Hannah Bailey. Each of them has many years of experience at RussianFlora.com, making sure customers receive gorgeous romantic gifts and excellent service, including protecting them from scams. Today, they'll tell you how to spot a scam and how RussianFlora.com handles a scammer when they're discovered. You'll be ready to find real love in your long-distance relationship after this episode. So let's hand it over to Allie. everybody, uh, my name is Ellie, and today we are raising the question of dating scams. Our experts are Margaret and Oksana from the international flower delivery company RussianFlora.com. The ladies deal with the scammers on a daily basis and uh, have a good understanding of who scammers are and how to deal with them. Hi dears, how is it going? Uh, it's going great, Ali, thank you. And you? Just fine. You, Oksana? I'm fine too. Thank you for asking, Ali. So, Margaret, <laughs> Oksana, uh, can you describe what your roles in the company are and how exactly you deal with the scammers? Uh, sure, sure. Um, so, my name is Margaret and I'm the head of customer service and support team at Russian Flora. Uh, while most of my time I dedicate to the team, its development, performance, and needs, I still deal a lot with the day-to-day -day gift orders and uh, their senders and recipients. Uh, within the last six years in the company, I think I have gained quite some experience and expertise in this matter because we're coming across a large number of scam issues. In our format, scammers are individuals of both male and female gender who pretend to be lonely, attractive women, um, often in financial need, uh, willing to build strong, committed relationships with Western men. Scammers play on emotional triggers of their victims to get them to provide gifts, money, sometimes even personal details, though we don't cr cross uh, with those cases too much. Uh, the internet, with all dating websites, applications, and social media, actually provide, provides accessibility and anonymity for this deception. Uh, the largest percent of scam we observe is in CIS countries, Nigeria, and Ghana. At Russian Flora, we deal with scammers being gift recipients. They, uh, they provide senders with fake information about themselves. Therefore, our customers place orders for fake names, fake addresses, phone numbers. And since our gifts are hand-delivered by local florists, recipients are always called in advance for delivery time and place arrangements. And this is when problems begin and deliveries fail because florists are unable to locate intended recipients at provided address addresses or, or get a hold of them over phone numbers provided. Okay, and I'm Aksana, and I'm the head of customer order processing department at Russian Flora. 
my work on a daily basis together with the team on order processing. I deal with our local suppliers and recipients, and whenever a difficult case arises, I always pay special attention to it. During my eight years uh, in the company, I have met a lot of different issues, and uh, scam issues are among them. And um, Margaret and her team do their best to define scam at the early stage when the client just places the order on the website. And speaking about our team, uh, we deal with scam deliveries if they happen. And um, so here I'm proud to say that thanks to your team, Margaret, and thanks to your efficient work, um, uh, the, uh, the cases when a scam order goes further are quite rare. Thank you so much, Oksana. I, I appreciate that. Your team is dealing very efficiently with actually scammish deliveries that unfortunately happen. Thank you so much for the cooperation. M mutual thanks to you, Margaret. Thank oh, you. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the internet, yeah, we know, everybody knows that it's quite tricky and we never know uh, what the person can be in the end. Uh, but maybe you have some tips to detect scam on early or early stage of communication in order to prevent uh, yourself from from these negative emotions? Well, uh, I did a little research on this matter and uh, I found this website. It's called www.scamwatch.gov.au um, that I believe suggests reasonable things. Uh, here is a couple of them. Uh, you meet someone online and after just a few contacts, they express strong feelings for you and ask to chat with you privately. Their profile on the internet dating website or their Facebook page is not consistent with what they tell you. For example, they say they're university educated, but their English is poor. After gaining your trust, they tell you an elaborate story and ask for money, gifts, or your bank account or credit card details. If you don't send what they ask straight away, their messages and calls become more desperate, persistent, or direct. If you do send money or gifts, they continue to ask you to send more. They don't keep their promises and always have an excuse for why they can't travel to meet you or why they always need more money. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I also uh, faced some scam orders in the past. I remember my first experience dealing with the scammers. Um, I have been working as a translator you know, for some period of time uh, as a freelancer. And once I was working on a project where I had to translate some romantic letters from English to Russian and uh, vice versa. So. My client was emailing uh, with, yeah, emailing with a woman, but she didn't know English, and the client obviously didn't know Russian. Um, everything was going quite smoothly uh, until the time when the lady suggested using a specific translation company uh, to translate their emails. Uh, of course, <clears throat> well, basically. That's where I understood that the lady was just trying to make money on translation and that she kind of worked for that specific translation company. So I had to gently notify the client about the matter and hint that although, the, although he employed me for the project, the lady won't stop insisting on using her company services. Uh, so I basically lost the chance of working for him, but I think I did everything right and 
empathy was the most important thing at the moment. Uh, but like, what are your criteria to detect a scam? Is there some kind of pattern for that? Well, there are a lot. Uh, there are a lot, but on their own, they don't necessarily relate to scam. Uh, we start worrying only when a number of criterias combine in one order. Uh, for example, the most popular criterias are strange email addresses of recipients. Now, as an example, um, we had cases like romantic dream at yandex.com, uh, Natalia Glamour 84gmail.com, Sweet Kitty 123, you know, some. Uh, it feels like it's a fake email address. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is, this is the first red flag for us. Uh, then it happens very often that recipients claim they don't have a cell phone and delivery must be done to the address provided or to a post office or to a friend or whatsoever. And this is extremely alarming because um, it's, it's 2019, everybody has a cell phone. Yeah. So, so whenever a woman tells you that she doesn't have a cell phone, this is tremendously alarming. Uh, pay attention to that. And um, we had cases when, when recipients were saying that they don't have a cell phone so the customers were actually giving them expensive cell phones. They were ordering expensive cell phones like iPhones or Samsung smartphones through our company, intending to deliver those smartphones to the recipients. And um, it happened that we identified, identified scam on, on that stages. Um, apart from that, uh, other red flags are uh, recipient being unreachable over the phone and email, remote delivery location like it tiny, tiny town somewhere in the post-Soviet Union, often with incomplete street address. Um, recipients' words contradict the couriers, like she, per she persuades the customer that the gift must be delivered at the given address or that no one called her or attempted delivery, while our courier, who we trust and who we're working with for many years, uh, the courier is saying that uh, delivery was attempted, the recipient wasn't found, and so on. So this is also alarming. Sure. So, and I agree with Margaret. As uh, Margaret said, we always call recipients to verify delivery address. And in case the address is incorrect or incomplete, it could be one of the scam signs, surely together with other mentioned criteria. Uh, but uh, there could be cases when the address is absolutely searchable in the internet, but in reality, it turns out to be not a residential address, but some office of a company where nobody knows the recipient. And um, I remember that there were scam orders when our careers came to the address, which virtually existed. But in reality, there was no such address. And in the majority of orders where there is an issue with an address, the recipient does not pick up the phone or the phone could be unavailable. And um, if the recipient asks the courier to deliver to another address or tells uh, to the courier to pass the order to another person um, because uh, he or she will get the gift on her behalf, it is also a kind of scam alert for us. Oksana, and by the way, why do <clears throat> scammers say to send the gifts to some, uh, you know, addresses that they are not living? How can they get the gift in the company, for example, in the office? 
if they are not there, like what's the aim usually? Uh, Difficult to say what the aim of a scammer is, but uh, it could be so that they ask uh, to leave the gift at the reception uh, for some name just of a person mm -hmm. and uh, then the person comes and asks if anybody left the gift for me just because uh, I asked mm. to leave it uh, or just it could be an acquaintance of the scammer and uh, just who is working in the company and uh, so nobody will know that the gift is received by the scammer but the gift could be just somewhere in the company so that is only my guessing just in fact I, I, I can't tell you what the aim is because that is very difficult to understand the psychological insight of a scammer but that is a kind of suppositions from my side I, I could also add on this matter I think uh, it also happens that that's the, the the gift basket, you know, a flower bouquet or or a gift basket with chocolates or fruits, what people order sometimes in our website, is not actually the main goal of, of a scammer. Uh, and uh, the gift basket or a flower bouquet that the sender might be sending to his recipient who we suspect is scammer uh, is actually a sort of a test. So the sender just wants to make sure that uh, his recipient um, provided him with the truthful information and uh, he can get this, this gift that was sent to him. But um, in fact, the recipient would tell that, uh, yes, I got the gift, while in fact he didn't. And if he says he got the gift, then the, recipient, then the sender might think that uh, that's all right, this is a true person, so perhaps I can now send her money or a phone. You know, so um, a gift basket or a flower bouquet can sometimes just be a test to make sure that the recipient is real to then send something more expensive. Agree with you, Margaret, so that it could be a kind of test. Absolutely agree. And now a few words for our sponsors, the international flower delivery company, RussianFlora.com. What's the best way to send beautiful bouquets and luxurious romantic gifts around the globe fast? Today's sponsor, RussianFlora.com. With thousands of flowers and gifts to choose from and the best round-the-clock service in the world, as well as protection from scams when you order, the choice is clear for international flower delivery. Send your emotions over the oceans with RussianFlora.com. Uh, and of course, after the test is made, uh the clients expect your company to tell what what actually happened to make sure everything went well, correct? Yes, of course. Um, there, there have been cases actually when, <laughs> when recipients just told us directly, just tell the customer I got the gift, while in fact we have issues. We can't deliver the gift because the address is incorrect or the recipient doesn't reply to the phone calls, but she sends us an email or a WhatsApp message to say, just tell him that the gift was received. And uh, we never ever lie to our customers. We never change the address without the confirmation of the customer. So uh, that's uh, quite impossible to trick the customer through our company. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. And maybe you can share some pattern of, uh, like, an example of of a scamish order. Well, uh, honestly, I try not to store this kind of information in my memory, but uh, overall, most of the stories are are quite the same. 
Western customer, often from the U.S. or the European Union, is ordering a gift for a female recipient in a CIS country or Ghana or Nigeria. Uh, recipient's details look incomplete or incorrect or inconsistent. Sometimes the last name of the phone or the phone number are missing. Uh, then we put the order on hold, of course, and we ask the customer to obtain the necessary details now, or at least provide us with the recipient's email address so that we have an alternative way of reaching out to her and verifying everything by ourselves. Uh, then we either get a working number and process the order as usual or the recipient remains unreachable sometimes even to the client himself. You know, the moment uh, the client is insisting on a working phone number, uh, sometimes recipients just disappear. That's when they understand it's getting too serious and they can't actually commit to this, to this deception anymore. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we have the necessary delivery information, but we won't know it's fake until the local florist actually attempts calling the recipient. Um, it happens a florist or our team is calling the presumably female recipient, but a man is answering the call saying he is uh, the recipient's friend or brother or father or whatever. And this is very weird. This is very alarming. Uh, sometimes, despite our warnings that this will likely result in a lost or stolen gift, customers still insist on uh, delivering the gift and leave it at the reception or at the address or in front of the door or with neighbors, uh, just because recipients insist they do so. And um, in those cases, often florists cannot locate uh, recipients at provided addresses at all, since uh, other people are living there who never heard of recipients. Um, sometimes recipients ask to deliver the gift to a post office or a shop or any other location, but the residential address, and this is also quite suspicious, um, and they ask not to tell about it to the center, which we do, as I have already <laughs> mentioned, we do. <laughs> uh, then, um, yes. And um, I do not remember many scamish orders, but um, I can give you an example of some of the recent ones which uh, seemed suspicious. And uh, it was a delivery to a small town in Ukraine, and uh, so uh, the recipient was reachable on the phone, but so what was suspicious uh, was that the, on the very date of the delivery, the recipient herself called our courier and explained that she needs to go urgently to another city uh, on a conference and she will stay there in that city for some days. And um, she even didn't know when she would be able to get back to her town. And so she preferred uh, the delivery to take place in the new city where she will be on the conference. And um, strangely, but she didn't know the address where she will be staying. And um, she thought that it would be better to meet with our courier somewhere in a shopping center or in a park. And uh, surely our courier informed us about this. And we, uh, at the same time, uh, provided this information to the client. And uh, this recipient's behavior seemed uh, strange, not only to us, but to the client himself. And we um, informed the client that we suspect a scam here, and uh, he canceled the order. 
so kind of happy end in the end not for the maybe client uh, but at least he <laughs> saved some money so, uh, Yes, that was an efficient work of the whole company and we saved clients money. Though the client, uh, I, I'm not sure if the client was happy or not to realize that the recipient is a scammer, but uh, at least he had common sense and he decided not to proceed with this order. Yeah. Uh, so how do you deal with the scam after you realized it uh, and you maybe want to check it? Mm -hmm. So if uh, customer service and support team at Russian Flora uh, detects a scam at the stage when uh, the order is being verified, then they update the client about our suspicions and offer cancellation with the possibility of a full refund. But in case um, we are not absolutely sure that the order is scamish, then we process the order um, and we get all the items packed and prepared for delivery. And in case the recipient is unreachable and it arises the suspicion, we offer the client a test visit of our courier. And in such a case, the courier can go to the provided address, which is supposed to be the recipient's one, and uh, the courier checks if uh, the recipient really exists and if there is such an address. And uh, if everything is fine, then uh, we inform the client about it and uh, the client um, will proceed with the order. And in case there is no such address and the recipient does not exist, then the client only pays for this uh, courier service and he doesn't pay for the gift. And um, if the delivery attempt has already been made and uh, it turns out that the recipient is a scammer, then unfortunately there could be a necessity to cover the cost of some perishable items and uh, the cost of the career service. And uh, at our end, we do our best to smooth the unpleasant emotions uh, of the client in this situation. Uh, we never charge our clients in full uh, in case uh, it is a scamish order. Uh, we believe that uh, Though it is a sad story and it is uh, very unpleasant to realize that the recipient is a scammer, still it is better to know the truth sooner than later. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I'm sure that there are a lot of happy stories of online acquaintances and there are many happy couples who got married, so there is always hope. <laughs> yes, thanks God there is. In fact, we have plenty, plenty of customers who are actually ordering with us for years and uh, they are ordering to same uh, gift recipients in countries of CIS or Nigeria or Ghana. So those are returning customers, returning recipients. And uh, we know as a matter of fact that uh, true love stories exist. And uh, even though we come through a lot of negative experience, there is still a lot of, of pure relationships. So uh, don't stop looking for your love. Yeah, and you will never know what your real love is until you finally meet it. Exactly. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. That was a really informative um, podcast episode. I hope that our listeners uh, will get a lot of useful information and will use it in their life. Yeah, and I hope that there will be less scammers and uh, more happiness in our lives. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks so much for having us, Ali, and get baskets overseas. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Ali, for inviting <laughs> You're welcome, as always. And we hope to see our listeners again in a month's time uh, here on our website. It's Long Distance Short, your Long Distance Relationship Podcast. Thanks for listening to Long Distance Short, giftbasketsoverseas.com's podcast with real people in real long distance relationships. Make sure to subscribe and keep tuning in for a new episode every month. If you have any questions or ideas for a future podcast, make sure to drop us a line at podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com. That's podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com.